Greetings. Murder and ghosts. Where are you at? Adams. A podcast about truth. Here. Invites you to enjoy the show. Where are you? It just called us douchebags. We gotta get out of here. Murder and Ghosts in This Life and the Life Ever After. Murder and Ghosts is a podcast detailing true life murderous accounts and the paranormal activity that surrounds them. Host John and Cassandra lead you on a unique journey into the dark and troubling reality of humanity gone wrong and the spiritual effects that linger. Join Murder and Ghosts in this life and the life ever after. <coughs> Starting off with a bag. <laughs> I'm in the middle of swell water. Oh my gosh. I just had a I chunk always... of dark chocolate. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, uh-oh. It's counting down. I, I, I got I a cough. Okay, well, maybe I could drink some water. Nope, that didn't I work. I saw the, the number six, and that's what <laughs> all I saw was the number six. So. And now for the next exciting episode <laughs> of Murder and Ghost. I'm John. I'm Cassie. And tonight. And Gabby. And Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight's episode was titled Murders and Ghosts on Air Ghosts Record, but it's not going to be called that now because I'm going to change it to um, Out of the Pocket Tinfoil Hat Hour. <laughs> <laughs> Lint and all. <laughs> because the things. It's a very last minute change of subject tonight. Absolutely, it was last minute because what happened today was just the icing on the cake. And so I'm like, all right, there's more to this this puzzle that's falling into place that I want to help put together. Cool. I oh, can't wait to dive in. Yeah, that sounds that sounds absolutely legitimate. Totally tubular, dude. Totally t- bitching. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back one Radical person at man. a time. Um, no, I'm, I'm all right with this change of subject because what we had planned, I mean, it's something we could shelve for a further episode, but I think there's more pressing things to talk about tonight. Yeah. How about you? There's some cool things to talk about, and then we can put our tinfoil hats on. We can talk about some of those things for a while that have to do with the ghosts or that ghost realm. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's apropos to what we do. So here we are. You guys got some stories? Um, can I lead? Because I have, like, I'm really sad excited about this story, if it's possible to be both at once. Is it, is it a current story, Cassie? It is a very current story. Are you sure? Story. I'm positive. It's not from 2017. New York Times. Absolutely current. Okay. Robert Durst, real estate scion, convicted as killer, dies at 78. Um, he died, and, I mean, we've sort of used him as our mascot to poke fun at for the last, I don't know, handful of episodes. But he finally passed away, and I am kind of okay with the fact that he passed away, but I'm kind of sad because we're never going to see justice in any of these cases. And not that it matters now, but um, he was convicted, and we're never going to see the, the outcome of it. He's never going to be placed in prison forever for these murders. He's the, now dead. So. The justice was the conviction. Yeah. The punishment was the sentence. And we never get to see the punishment, and and but we I guess got I have the to justice. be okay with that. We got we, the justice. We did. We got we the did. justice. We just didn't um, get to see the punishment, but really, we don't see the punishment. We just know that it's happening, and we true. go about our lives. I mean, we know he killed Kathy. We know he killed Susan Berman. He was actually found guilty of killing Susan Berman, and now he is deceased. So that's the end of that story. I mean, there's really not much to talk about. He was mm-hmm. old. He died. He, for a little while, had COVID. But, um, yeah, he's he's done. Donezo. And then he almost had COVID twice. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we're still going to poke fun at him relentlessly. I, I have a feeling. However, for the record, he no longer ceases to exist on this planet. And, uh, yeah, that's it. For some he reason, I have absolutely no emotional response to that whatsoever. 
I'm only a little sad because, like, I feel like he should have had to have been punished more for what he did. Looking at him, I think he has been punished. I mean, I, I yeah. could not believe what he looked like in, in I, I would swear he was in his 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He was very, very decrepit looking. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it life was not good to him. No, and he thought he was just so smart and so much better and could get away with it, and he didn't in the long run, so. No. I'll take some solace in that. But yeah, he's, he's gone. By the way, it just dawned on me. That last episode, I couldn't even listen to it. I had no idea what was going on with my microphone. I sounded like I was in an echo chamber, and I was like, oh, oh. and I tried to make it better, but I guess I did not do that. And Oh, my gosh, that mm -hmm. was terrible. I apologize immensely. No, it, it happens. I mean, the acoustics <laughs> right now where you're at are a little bit challenging, so. Today I tried better. to cover up the microphone to maybe deaden the echo because the room I'm in is kind of empty. So I was thinking maybe that was the reason that the sound was bouncing off the walls and just reverberating. The weird part is to us, it doesn't sound echoey. No, but once we listen back, it's like so echoey. Yeah, so. I heard the same thing. So if you don't hear a live episode uh, coming up uh, in the morning, then you know that this thing was... <laughs> an echo chamber and I could not post it two weeks in a row like that so I'll, I'll figure something out okay all right well well I mean we could run with it and just mass apologize and see what we can do next week but... or I can just do an hour of me going Here's your complimentary hour of elevator music. We'll see you next week on elevator music oh, 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 and mouth noises. We're recording this right now, aren't we? <laughs> so what's your story? What's going on? We've got in the news, um, we've got a story coming out of Sun City, Arizona. Two dead and murder-suicide at Sun City Assisted Living Facility. I mean, bloop. Bloop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we don't cut those clips and turn around backwards because, man, that would be too easy for people to just turn back around to understand what you just said. Because they totally care that much. <laughs> so what happened? What happened in this story? Why are so two many people Two residents dead? at an assisted living facility in Sun City are dead after an apparent murder-suicide Sunday, authorities said. Maricopa County Sheriff officials said deputies were called out to the facility near 99th Avenue and Grand around 9.30 a.m. after getting reports of shots being fired. Thank goodness. Wow. That's just... And this is coming from Fox 10 Phoenix. Okay. Just terrible. That's pretty rough. Yeah, that's yeah. very rough. I'm thinking somebody in the, the you know, later stages of life and was... Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Why take somebody else out with you is my question. Why not just, I mean, if you're going to do it, fine, do it. But don't take anybody else out with you. Eat a moon pie. Drink some Drink seven, seven Quit murdering people. people. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, I, yeah, I don't understand. I'm just, I, I try to picture, put myself in the, the it's like, okay, for what? was either a love pact or it was a jealousy or yeah. it was uh, I just can't do this no more and I don't want you to be able to do it either. But it's an assisted living facility. I mean, normally people in those facilities are elderly and like if you've made it this long, but just... Ugh. That's what I'm saying. You, you're trying to figure out what the possibilities of, of that event could have been. To, yeah. Trying to be in the mind. Like, was it just, you know, they... So one of them was sick, and they said, "Okay, let's both just go then." Or, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it could be. Right. I don't want to think negative right off the bat because I don't know. It's it just it's sad that we you know when they say murder suicide, but we don't know the details. And, right. And, and I'm not trying to condone this, please, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just trying to understand it. Right. It's one of those stories again that will dog ear. I wonder if more will be available, or if it's just going to move on in the news cycle. But I am curious. Because an assisted living facility, like if you're already there, it seems, I don't know, it seems like kind of a huge bummer to take somebody else out with you. Yeah. So. I couldn't agree more. Oh. 
Gabby, do you have any news? I have two stories. You do? So, um, we are going to start with a woman dies after being pushed onto subway tracks in Times Square. Oh. What? So, um, this is from I heard the, about that. Yeah, I did too. What this happened? Is, uh, from the New York Times. It says, in a horrifying incident, instant, a man walked up to a 40-year-old woman waiting for the subway in Times Square on Saturday morning and shoved her onto the tracks as the train screeched into the station, killing her, the police said. My goodness. Um, it appears to have been a random attack committed by a man with a history of mental illness who may have been homeless. Um, yeah. So this dude just walked up to a lady. She, she apparently never saw him coming. He just walked up and pushed her onto the tracks right in front of the train. That's a wow. senseless death. Yeah. And she woke up that morning and wasn't like, hey, I'm going to die today. She got ready, yeah. packed her purse, left the house, and then by some yeah, rando. She's done for probably years and years and years. That's terrible. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate because there is no sense to it. There's no reason. Yeah. There's nothing to make sense of it. You just no. have to go. That's a shame. True random act of senseless violence. Yeah, pretty much. That's terrible. It's that's, why, that's why I don't like to leave the house because, you know, stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> well, we don't live any, near any subways, so I think Fair you're enough. okay. I think I am uh, safe from any rogue subways. I guess. I suppose. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was, you know, great. Um, second story, California mom charged with killing her three children in an attempted murder-suicide. So attempted murder-suicide. So she killed so her she, three kids and lived. She was hanging on by a thread from what this story says. This is uh, Fox News. And it says that California sheriff's deputies arrived at a suburban apartment complex Wednesday to find three dead children and their mother hanging on by a thread after a suicide attempt. Um, the 31-year-old Patricia Ortiz Mother of three from La Grande, California, will face murder charges after allegedly killing her three, five, and eight-year-olds. My God. Someone called in a welfare check to the home on, um, I'm not going to say the street name, but in La Grande around 2 p.m. According to the sheriff's department, when they arrived, they found three deceased children in the home, uh, along with an adult female who was suffering from what appeared to be self-inflicted wounds. My God. That has to be like the darkest depths of depression. Yeah. I mean, my first instinct is, like, just take her out and make it a successful murder-suicide murder, but... But then there would be no justice. Uh, it's not even about the justice in that case. Obviously, yeah. she needs help. Yeah. That's terrible. So That's very, very sad. Totally out of your mind. I mean... There has to be something super dark, yeah. I mean, I, I caught a brief... I don't know if you caught it earlier about the guy who went down to Mexico and... The guy from Santa Barbara went down to Mexico and killed his two kids. Killed his kids? Yeah. yeah. Was there an update? Uh, there's there's a kind of an update. I'm, I'm just trying. To, it was something really snarky that he he's really upset that he's not able to to do something. Like you're upset that you can't do. And, and why is this even making news? I mean, this is just like you're the one that killed your children. Yeah. And and you actually are, are pissed about something. You have the right to have feelings about something. Yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly. Well, you got to think about voice. it though. What's exactly, it? people who do stupid things like that are so like lack self awareness that they don't realize that like what they did is so atrocious that they don't get a, a, an opinion on things anymore. Well, in, the, in this case, I don't think he attempted to kill himself. Correct? He no. just he believed his children were demons. Yeah. Killed himself. Uh, killed them and and didn't try to kill himself. And so I, and I don't know if it's correct or not, but I exact him less sympathy than I do anybody else. All right. You know, at least that woman tried to kill herself too. And that sounds really bad, but. No, I mean, you know, she was struggling with something and. Yeah. Wow. That's terrible. On a lighter note, since we're doing the. <laughs> Is there know, a lighter note? <laughs> since we're doing tinfoil happy hour, um, I kind of have this feeling that, you know, Betty White passing was like the uh, bringer of the apocalypse. Let's just put it that way. Like, everything's going crazy now. Like, there's the the Tonga eruption, the tsunami. Like, you know, she goes and now everything's falling apart. The, the hostage situation yeah. at the synagogue. Yeah, like, she was the, the harbinger of the apocalypse. The harbinger of the apocalypse. Yes. <clears throat> America's golden girl. Yes. Colin, the harbinger she of the apocalypse. She was the gatekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you have any other stories? I do. I have. Well, I don't have a story. I was going to... I was going to do a story, but it's not going to do justice to what the headlines are. So I'm just going to read what the headlines are, and then okay, you, cool. you'll get an understanding. ABC 2020 special, A Long Road Ahead in the Complicated Murdoch. That's the headline. The next one. Hampton banker 
made highly unusual loan to Alex Murdoch documents show. <laughs> the next one. Attorney Alex Murdoch stole money from an from another family following settlement. Oh no. Family of dead teenager ceased justice after a 2019 boating accident involving the Murdoch kid. So, well, honestly, I've listened to more about that boating accident, yeah. and he 110% deserved. Yeah. I mean, that, that they deserve some kind of something after that. That was so senseless. Yeah. He tried to cover it up, and it was just... Oh, immediately tried yeah. to cover it up. Like, had people in the hospital and had his family down their throats trying to say he wasn't the one driving that boat. And then here's some more of the headlines as I go down the page. Seven okay. unanswered questions in Murdoch family murders. Family of dead teenager sinks justice after 2019 voting. Murdoch murders everything to know. People.com. So this is all over the place. This is... Yeah. It's just it's just big and it is deep and it is it is involving many people. But it took a while for that story to become mainstream. Until he just couldn't contain himself anymore. I was thinking the other day, how long was he hooked on opioids for? Probably from the time he was in college. Oh, it had to have been a good long while for that addiction to dissolve his life into what it became. I mean, it devolved into him what murdering his family yeah. and stealing money. That was not a new addiction. No, 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 no. This wasn't. A, this, no, this wasn't just a. Hey, I just got. Hey, this is the greatest thing now. My midlife crisis. I, I think this has been no. a habitual thing I'd, for a long time. I would absolutely wager that this has been a thing for his for a while. Just our speculation. Well, I mean, it is absolutely speculative, but I think what we do is, is very speculative. Okay. And I think that the way we talk about it is absolutely just like sort of guesswork. But in watching this unfold for the last however many months, it became sort of this curious story. And then it became detailed and deeper and more people and more money stolen and more dead people showing up. And this is not just a... There was something about this story that... that when you looked at it, your mind, at least for me, painted the picture. Oh, hell no. There's something more yeah. to this. this. This is, this is, no, this is not right. This is. And, and the longer it goes on and the longer you and I talk about it, the more comes out about it. Yes, exactly. I mean, who tries to fake murder them their own selves? Like, no, he obviously. really wanted, it was really supposed to be a hit on him, so it was. Olderson could collect a $10 million policy from him. I mean, yeah, because he knew that if he killed himself, that policy probably would no longer be valid. Correct. The whole thing, that whole family, is just it just reeks of yeah. just grossness. Grossness. I mean, he was, he was driving that boat. He, he crashed that boat drunk as all hell. Everybody knew he shouldn't be driving. Everybody that was there said he shouldn't be driving. Right. He crashed it. She died. And they immediately started covering it up. Yeah. Oh, no. He wasn't the one driving it. It wasn't him. I mean, his friends had a fake alter ego for him when he was drunk. He was that excessively wasted all the time that they knew wow. a different part of him comes out. And it's it, not it's, a good thing. And that's just the younger child. I mean, that's yeah. not talking about his dad or his dad or their other family. This whole family was just messed up. Yes. I can completely agree with that. And the more time that goes on, the more comes out about what they covered up and who they killed and how they laundered money and stole money. And it's, 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 I'm almost like, finally, finally, it's all coming out. It's about time. And I, I want to see all of it. I mean, I'm not, mm -hmm. the FBI is involved and they're doing the investigations. They'll get to the bottom of it. Oh, yeah. Don't hold anything back. Leave no stone unturned. Let it all be known. There's, there's nothing left to hide at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you have any more updates on them or is that it? Just that was it. I have one, well, two stories. It's, it's roped into one story, but it's kind of an Amtrak story. This is recent. This is from Fox News. Amtrak passenger shot dead aboard train in Missouri. Suspect flees. Authorities stay. And then in a completely separate incident, an Amtrak conductor fell to her death in Rhode Island. 
So Amtrak's having a bit of a hard time PR-wise this week. Whoa. Um, Friday, an Amtrak passenger was shot dead as the train traveled through Missouri, and a manhunt continued on Saturday for the suspect, who authorities said got off the train and fled. They did identify the victim as Richie Aaron Jr., who was 31, of Independence, saying he was shot dead while the train was stopped at a station in Lee's Summit. And it was in Kansas City. Authorities believe the suspect left the train at that station. And then it continued to Independence after the shots had been fired because it wasn't immediately known that he had been wounded. And by the time it reached Independence around 9 p.m., they'd been alerted to the police. And emergency personnel were waiting there when the train arrived, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. And then Amtrak did release a statement saying that it is in compliance with the ongoing investigation. But then in Rhode Island on Saturday, an Amtrak conductor was ki- Amtrak conductor was killed after falling from a train at a station in Westerly, Rhode Island. The train was stopped from departing at the station as the staff could not locate the conductor. <laughs> and she was responsive, unresponsive, <clears throat> pardon me, to her radio. And the Amtrak police will lead the investigation. So this week, two different people, two separate stations, Amtrak, they were dead. Suffice to say, Amtrak's PR team is earning its money this week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. That's definitely unfortunate. Wow. So lots of murder news this week. Lots of dead people, accidents, subway I'm just pushings. I'm noticing people are losing their minds. Yeah. Now, I offhandedly said to Keith earlier this week, I was like, well, what does it really matter? Like, society's at the brink of extinction anyway. And I just kind of looked at him like, it's, can you not see it? Like, things are kind of seeming to get worse. They're falling apart. People are just freaking out. And then we got people who are admittedly they're they're sort of prepping for some kind of societal apocalypse, but they're like it's 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 getting to be time. It's getting to be time, and you sort of wonder. I'm not one of those people, but I wonder if there's is there something to it. You know. Well, I'm just watching. I'm just. I I, I had this. I'm thinking. Are are the political leaders who are in charge now? To me, they seem like they're freaking out and, and, and they're doing all these crazy things because they think something's coming and they just want to be in control. And I'm just like, I'm not saying that is what's happening, but mm-hmm. I can look at them and thinking, geez, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. They're not acting normal. Like I said, heartbreaker of the apocalypse. So Betty White died and it's all over now? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I mean, everything's falling apart now. <laughs> or maybe the culmination of the last 50 years of absolute societal BS. Oh, yeah, sort yeah. Of, I mean... Could be that, too. We could bring into account... We're tinfoil hatting it, right? So yes. I'm safe to say, like, class division is now coming to yeah. a head. So, Jeez. yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, the division of classes is greater now than it was before the French Revolution. Yeah. So something's coming. Something's boiling. And I think, please, that's the false narrative. Because if you're worried about what somebody else has, then you're not understanding what it's all about. Well, tongue-in-cheek, people are posting things all over going, like, why are we even bothering to go to work? Like, it's all a joke. The great resignation. It's, it's, why does it matter if I'm 20 minutes late if society is falling apart anyway is sort of the big joke right now. Yeah. But is there any truth to that joke? Um, if you go to the stores and at least around here, the shelves are, you're not finding the same things and there's less of the things mm-hmm. on the shelf that you're used to seeing. Well, we've noticed that too here. I mean, specifically, and it's a very specific because I'm a consistently dehydrated person. I'm like, I need Pedialyte, not because I'm hungover, but because I just don't drink water. And then I'll realize four days into it that I need something to hydrate me. There hasn't been Pedialyte on the shelf consistently where I go for over two weeks. You one bottle, two bottles, you'll get a shipment, it's gone. Those sorts of things. And that's not just on that aisle. I mean, it's sort of all over. I'm very fortunate. I my shopping is very minimal. Eggs, mm-hmm. some almonds, some pecans. Yeah. Maybe some bacon. 
some ground beef. So you're not really experiencing the supply interruption? No, because, no, because I, 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 that, really, that is my diet. Well, Keith and I were talking, like, I, I asked him kind of at random the other day. I'm like, what do you think the next world war is going to be like? And he said, it's not going to be like the way we're used to. There's not going to be people on the ground killing people. It's going to be supply chain interruption. And it's going to be infrastructure interruption and, and that sort of thing. And I, I half wonder, just sort of absentmindedly, if that's already sort of what's afloat. Here it and what's afoot. Can I just say, for the record, I'm really tired of living in interesting times. <laughs> can it not just be normal? Like, can we just go back to, like, boring times? Yes. Like, yes. No more and of this I, unprecedented? And I, and I think that's why we're having this conversation tonight, because the, the revelations that have come just from simple conversations have been just building upon everything we started here. So again, I'm a believer that things happen for a reason. I know you hear that all the time and you don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, I can tell you what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> it happens. Mm -hmm. the, the things that we uncovered, we started this, doing this podcast because there was this exciting experience with hearing a response from an entity unknown to us. And we were fascinated. So we're like, let's dig into this. But digging into it, you come up and you find that, wait a minute, it's more than that. There's more but to this. What's the takeaway? Is the takeaway that we're all connected and we all need to support each other? Or oh my gosh, without a doubt. That, that is first and foremost. If, no. if, <laughs> if I can really twist that tinfoil hat to a point... <laughs> go for it and put a little round ball on top just to make sure I'm getting my waves out there um, yes the realization came we were, I was having a conversation with uh, my wife and my wife my sorry wife. my wife <laughs> my wife <laughs> my special lady and what happened it was a great conversation in so much as we were talking about something totally irrelevant, like uh, being from a certain area, cement, after it was really hot during the day, at certain times of the year, it would form water when it was about to rain. Mm -hmm. And so I was explaining why that would happen. And so in explaining, using the example of, you know, boiling water to the point that it evaporates, but if you cooled it off, it comes back to water. And mm -hmm. I said, well, that's the same thing that's happening down that cement. The, the, there's so much moisture in the air that it hits that cold cement and turns back into water. So it was at hot at one point, so it was water, then it cooled off and it became water again. And then she goes, kind of like what happens to us, huh? I'm like, my eyes just lit up and I look at her and I'm like, wait a minute, did you just say that? Just, is that the point you called me at the four-year-old's birthday party? Yes. You'd be like, I have figured it out. <laughs> and I'm like, they're about to cut this Rapunzel cake. Like, what's going on real quick? I'll call you back, but tell me now. Don't leave me hanging. No, no, no. You go to the party. That's okay. I'll talk to you later. I'm no! like, you can't leave me like this. <laughs> so it you're was... saying energy. We are just energy. Essentially, like water is water 100%. and it changes forms. So when we die and become ghastly, it's... It's our energy changing. Correct, until it manifests into another form of water. Yeah. And so by, by calling upon that energy to speak to us through this box, it's able to condense itself, essentially. It's able to, yes. It's, it's energy that we're all the same energy. We're all tied into mm -hmm. the same quantum realm we're talking about. Sorry. Been talking Gabby's about. freaking out because there's a cricket because we had the sliding glass door open. That's Aww, why. We got it's visitors. Like, you know what? It's cricket a cricket. Go. It's just going to do its cricket thing. It's a bro. I'm telling you, same way I tell my kids. It's okay. If it touches me, I'm screaming. Okay, scream. We'll cut it out. It's all right. <laughs> no, we won't. Well, the cricket is energy just like you are, Gabby. <laughs> so, so basically, 
it's the energy's ability to manifest itself and answer the questions we are requiring of it. We're asking it. We're saying, can you answer this? It's, it's manifesting itself to give us, in our language, answers. But Correct. it's always here. It's not like it's somewhere else. It is somewhere it's else. It's just... That energy is everywhere. It's anywhere. It's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. It's a part of everything that is. We're a yeah. part of everything that is. That we have right. to be. Otherwise, what we wouldn't that, be here. That Beatles song, Within You and Without You, is that not sort of the same vibe? Yeah, yeah it definitely is. Yeah. So yeah, the takeaway, we can miss our loved ones on their physical form, but they are still very much ever-present, omnipotent. Yes, we right. cannot be... Yes, energy cannot. Da, 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 da. The, it's us. It's up to us to assign the meaning to it. Yeah, there, and that was to, it was at that point that I was like, and after hearing that, the calmness. Mm-hmm. And she even said to me, "That is so calming to know." Yes, it is. Yeah. So because they're still around. I mean, they, they will manifest themselves in sights, smells, sounds to just sort of poke at you and be like, I'm here. I want acknowledgement. I would Don't have, be alone. I, I believed as soon as I heard that, my, my mind started going into, okay, what can it, it can be anything. You can manifest back <clears throat> into anything. You're a part of everything, anything. Mm-hmm. The tree, the grass, the frog, any, whatever. You can be mm-hmm. a part of another person. That explains your, your, um, three-year-old, two-year-old uh, trip to Africa, remembering. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's ex- exact experiences like that that explain why that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we've touched on that before, several children who were like, well, this was my past life, and this stuff, yeah. they were able to trace it back. Yeah. And right. that was a person. All of the things they were saying were true, and there was no way this toddler could know this information. Right. It also makes me think about... Um, you know, back in the day when I used to watch a lot of, um, like, ghost hunting stuff, places that are made of limestone and places that are over running water, like over rivers, over underground, like, um, waterbeds or watersheds or whatever, um, tend to have more activity if it has running water, like a river or Skin something nearby. Water ranch. Mm-hmm. But, like, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense that places like that would have higher activity if it's all connected, like you said, to water. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you heard studies about trees and how they're connected by their root system? They make communities and, yeah. and they, they grow. The other trees that grow around them are because that's what they need for their communities to survive. So certain mm-hmm. trees need other trees and they grow and they harmonize and they work together and they're tied together by the root system. And so if they know one thing is happening over there, they can pull resources to help that area. So we're essentially the same as trees. They're, they're just as intelligent as we are, just that we don't understand their intelligence. <laughs> yeah. They're alien to us. I, I guess you can say we're living amongst aliens. More yeah. so that we're the aliens because they're like, you know, they grow here. We're just kind of here. Yeah. We're, we're the aliens. How about that? That could be. <laughs> I mean, what is it like? Turtles all the way down, just with a, who is the alien life form? Yeah. <laughs> Thinking back to those after after uh, we were talking about the experience of the water and happening, it was like taking it back to that first cell that decided to split. You guys, that there's that's profound to think the intelligence that had to happen. And mm-hmm. it, it was it an experiment by the cell? What happens if I do this? What happens if I do this? What, wait a minute! I just split. And then, okay, but, he remembered that knowledge. So the knowledge he had from the first cell to the second cell, they remembered. So they said, okay, what happens if I do that? Wait a minute. And then it, the knowledge was retained and started going. So it was generational. But don't you think about, like, for toddlers, for instance, they're constantly testing their environment. Absolutely. Psychologically, they're pushing the boundaries, seeing how things react and adjusting accordingly. So would that not be the same for As individual same evolution? The exact thing that happened to that single cell that split happens to us in our evolution and the bird and the everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then my question, I guess, then goes to why do we have to experience as individuals such pain to evolve? Why are we still at that point? We have to grieve over lost loved ones. We have to experience these things because, and grow. Well, it, it, 
You don't have to. You choose to. I don't want to choose this. <laughs> no, well, then, 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 then don't choose to do that. You are in complete control. Yeah. Uh, so what are you just supposed to just accept and move on? Can you control it? No, so whatever. It is what it is. Time to move on. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of our suffering as individuals, just talking about grief and suffering, goes into the fact that we cannot control the outcomes of situations. So we're attempting to control the outcomes, and when it doesn't turn our way, we get disappointed, we're upset. Suffering. We're, yep. And instead of just hitting acceptance and, yeah. There is, there is this overwhelming sense of maturity that comes over you when you decide to stop trying to control everything. Yeah. I was thought I was doing a good thing in trying to control everything mm -hmm. until I realized it wasn't a good thing. And yeah. when, I, when I let go, the tremendous things that happened after I let go. Mm -hmm. And I let people be responsible for what they needed to be responsible for. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. And there's something very, I don't know, it's, there's something liberating. very grand in that. It's liberating. Oh to... my goodness, you have no idea. Now my thoughts can be used to focus on the things that I really need to focus on. Mm -hmm. Which are? To address the things that I have to do in my position to make sure that my position is taken care of. Right. So the things that I'm responsible for, I, I can give that my energy. Mm -hmm. And so I can still take time to take care of because I'm there to assist. I'm there mm -hmm. to help. I'm there to knock down hurdles. So when people have hurdles, they come to me. And that's my You're there to just be the embodiment of love, essentially. And, and, and say yes, and, and understanding and guidance. and. You know, somebody that I know, um, they said something, I cannot shake it. For the record, I have been trying to shake it for weeks. I cannot shake it. I said something about typically I am not a conversational person. I am a texter. I like I will text you all day long whenever you need it. But if you want to sit down and have a face to face with me, I am not going to be the person to initiate that. Right? Text me. Just send me a text. And they said, like essentially the gist of it was that yes, you can control the conversation to via text. But so much gets lost in translation that you need to have that face-to-face -face conversation. And I have been sitting uncomfortably with that realization for weeks <laughs> and I can't make sense of it because I'm like, but I like texting. But they're right. You can't control the conversation face-to-face. -face. Do you want to and know what that podcast was tonight that I was listening to before I heard that message before everything that I've been thinking for the last weeks popped up right before my eyes? Go for it. What you just said right there. Are you freaking serious? I am dead serious. What you just I am said right there is the exact thing this podcast was about. No way. Because I am mentally twisted over that statement. He said that to me and I'm like, wait, what? Like I was not ready for that download of information. There I was not ready to, to look at myself that way. There's going to be a subset of people. There's going to be a subset of people who are tied into this new meta who have mm -hmm. lost the sense of reality of dealing with people other than in this digital environment, exactly what you just said from texting no instead of face-to-face. -face. And they said, once that gets turned off, there's going to be chaos because now you have nothing. Now you have no identity. But you're, you have an identity. You have no, identity. You've let, you let it go. You gave it up for the no. text. Think about it this way. In text, I am writing words. You are reading those words. You are assuming meaning. You are you are writing back. We are brain to brain when we are text messaging. My brain is to your brain. We are communicating via words. I have to agree because with texting, there isn't all of that nuance. There isn't the... The, but the, so the much wink and the nod. Yeah. There's not a lot of physical nuance. I can't read your body language, <clears throat> but I'm assuming meaning. And I think that's what he meant in that, like, you can control what you're saying in the conversation, but there's a lot being lost. You cannot assume the meaning of, of physical contact. That, that facial expression, that eyebrow, the air, But I'm so bad twitch, at that. I'm freaking terrible at that part. So... <laughs> I'm like, just freaking text me, man. Don't. For some people, I'm like, 
some people, some people don't, you don't even have to hear their words. You just see their actions, and you know they're effing lying. It's just like... But I'm so bad at reading that. Like, I can only read that when you don't want to talk to me. That's the only thing I can read. (laughs) The rest of it, I'm like, maybe they're just, I don't know, are they being polite? And there's too much left up to question. But I guess there there is the most meaning in that face-to-face. And you're right. You do lose something when you negate it. I think that this is what this whole thing is about. This whole, this whole death thing. This whole ghost box thing. The thing that reason that we were drawn to this box is to understand and come to this realization. And this is a powerful realization to have. Because you no longer have to have fear. What are you afraid of? Being... I think in in interpersonal communication, the fear is essentially being rejected. Societally, what do we do? We continually try to be accepted by one another. I'm I'm giving you who I am. This is my my front-facing person. Do you accept it or reject it? And the fear comes in that rejection. How about this? You can only help people as much as they want to be helped. Well, yeah. And then at that point, at that point, you just let go. So, I will care about you. That's exactly where I'm at right now. Oh my God. I will care about you up until a point where you don't care enough about yourself to care. Then I'm done. Then I just stop. I'm going to give you my most genuine, I am genuine. I'm going to put it out there. And if you're yes. like, no, fuck you, fuck you excuse me, oh. this isn't working <laughs> for me. I'm not going to respond to this hey, or I'm do, not going do, to. Do, don't say too many of those because i got to stay up tonight and edit before Sorry. I can post it. <laughs> but that, but they just cut the whole thing up. But, but that's no, sort okay. of where I'm at with people in general. I'm going to give you the most genuine version of myself. Yes. And if for whatever reason you're rejecting that, then it's not up to me to make you accept it. I'm not going to alter it nope, for you. Absolutely not. I, I agree. I'm kind of at a similar place where I no longer am lessening myself to make other people around me comfortable. Correct. If you don't like how loud I am, if you don't like that I make weird noises sometimes, if you don't like that I hyperfixate on my special interests, then you don't need to be a part of my life, and I'm okay with that. But how do you deal with the rejection of that? Because we are supposed to surround ourselves with people that you we s- want to be more like. You surround yourself rejection. with people who are like you. But it is rejection. It is. It's not. It is. And it, it hurts. It's, it's a painful experience when you present yourself the way you are comfortable and the way you exist and you around get others. dead air. And they either dead air you or they kind of like look at you funny. Or like in my example... I sometimes when I'm, you know, excited or, you know, thinking about something, I'll just randomly blurt out a noise. It just, you know, random noises. And, you know, my husband, totally cool with it, does it too. People that I surround myself with it don't mind See, it. my husband goes, what? <laughs> but, like, I was hanging around other people at some point a couple months ago, and I did it, and one of them looked at me and was like, what was that? And it, I immediately shrunk in on myself. I immediately felt embarrassed, ashamed. It is rejection. When you when you present your full, truest, authentic ish. self. When you give your ish and they just give you the bird in their own special way. Yeah. You're kind of like. It's like, oh. And it takes a minute to reconnoiter yourself and just say, you know what? If that doesn't work for you, then okay. It doesn't work for you. But then, then obviously. if you still try to be around those people, you limit yourself. You, you, you. Fasten yourself. You you, you shrink yourself down to fit into their perfect little box, but then you don't enjoy yourself. You know what? I'm loud. I make random noises. I chirp like a bird at my husband because I can. <laughs> but like, you know what? That's me, and that's who I am. And if people don't like that, then okay. You don't have to be around me. I'm going to give more my energy to people who do. It's a matter of giving your energy to people who do and letting go of the fact that people. Not everybody. It. Not everybody's cool with you. They're not if they're not free enough to make bird noises because they're happy. See, I, I draw the line of bird noises, but I love <laughs> you anyway. <laughs> What's your take on this? Because you're hearing this back and forth and you're in a different place than we are, clearly. I, I, I take it I take it as not rejection. Because because of, of the fact that it's no different than you don't like something that that you don't like. But it's not because you're rejecting it, you just don't like it for whatever reason. So the fact that somebody does not like everything that I do or say, hey, I'm cool with that. I, I don't mind. 
See, I can give advice until I'm blue in the face to friends of mine who are dealing with their own personal rejections, which I currently am in a multitude of fashions right now. But when it comes to my own personal rejections, it's still I'm like, like a punch in the gut. It's so hard to use that advice on myself. <laughs> I, I was at your place when I was younger, and as you get older, it's more. You just give less, less of an S, essentially. It, it, you just, it's, I don't want to say a matter of caring less. But you know what you need to care about more. Fair enough. That's fair. So what, just turn your energy into the things Correct, that, that need your energy instead of those things that don't. Instead of those things that asterisk you feel perhaps could use your energy. Correct. You can't control it. You can't control what people think or feel. And so they're not all going to be 100%. So at that point, you just say, okay, you just be you. I'm cool with that. I'm that's something I'm dealing with a friend of mine. They're giving, they're telling me what's going on with them, and I'm like giving them this sort of advice from my own multitude of experience. And, and they saying, won't well, you listen know, to you. No, they're totally listening, but at the same time, I have to hear that advice, I guess, for myself. I'm like, you know what? If they're not in you, <sighs> screw them. You know, you you're gonna see Believe in, it. you're gonna see in time why it was okay that they weren't into you. Yeah. And, and I'm having a hard time, I guess, settling down with myself in, 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 in a situation where I don't entirely feel accepted and still continuing on to my own drum and not exactly. trying to and conform. When I'm in that type of environment mm -hmm. is when I thrive the most. The fact. Because, <laughs> because I will then climb to the top of whatever I'm doing. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. I guess I have to give myself the time that I'm advising them to give themselves. You need to give yourself yeah. the same kindness that you give out to others. What is this tinfoil hat therapy hour? <laughs> like, you have to see yourself as worthy and deserving of the same respect and dignity that you're showing them. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. But it's hard when you're the odd man out. It's hard. No, it really is, though. Like, when you're just vibing and, like, doing your thing and, you and everyone, like, looks at you like nobody you're Nobody else is vibing yeah. the same way you are. Yeah. You're like... Are you okay? <laughs> and it's not a matter of just saying, I'm going to go find people to vibe with because sometimes you're stuck in a situation. Dude, especially like at this age, finding people to vibe with is hard. Yeah, it's extremely difficult. Finding people to like hang out with that like get it, not my digs. What is that? I'm absolutely finding the same thing, you guys. I don't interact with, I don't interact with my type. No, I'm going to go to work and come home. And How is that? Because we're spending a majority of our time with people that are not on our... Vibe level, like <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm in such a Zen mode that yeah. it doesn't matter. It's, it's, I'm good, and I know that I will connect with the people that I need to connect to when the time is right for me to connect with them. That's true. And I, I, I come home, I come home at the end of the, at the end of the day, and I say to, say to my wife, I say, I, I just wish people could understand and feel how I feel. Mm -hmm. My body is resonating at such a frequency that it is just complete and utter, just, uh, you guys, whatever you're doing, change it and make yourself feel like this because it's just amazing. My thing right now looking at society is why are we stepping on each other's shoulders to get ahead of what? Help each other. We're going to be, each other be the king of S Mountain if we continue to do things this Help way. Help each other. Why don't we just help each other? Because everybody's too concerned with surviving themselves. Well, I will say a specific example for me. I didn't help somebody recently because it truly was offensive the way they reacted. And I was like, you know what? You don't deserve that. Yeah. If you want to turn around and, and, and be a, a me, then you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be putting my energy towards you. You can definitely pick and choose those you want to help. Those who are deserving of the help. But how can you live with the help everybody mindset and then not help everybody is, I guess, my ultimate conundrum. You, you Some people don't want help. Yeah. You do your, you do your like, best, and if they don't want help, then you, you don't waste your energy or time. Well, okay, no. so I'm going to give you a situation. I want to hear your guys' opinions okay. on Therapy it. hour, tinfoil hour. Therapy hour. <laughs> so... Well, there's more tinfoil hat. You guys don't understand. <laughs> we were going to the bookstore to, like, sell some, like, old board games and stuff. And on our way in, we're pushing this big cart, overflowing with stuff that, like, we're trying to get rid of, get some extra cash. 
And there's a houseless individual in the parking lot carrying like bags and a piece of pizza and like approaching everybody asking for money. So he comes up to us and I said, I'm sorry, we cannot help you. And he goes, good answer and walks away. Uh-huh. I'm like, weird. We go back in, go into the store, come back out, go back into the store. And he comes at us again. I'm, do you guys have any spare change? I said, sir, I'm sorry, I can't help you. Uh-huh. And he starts yelling at us, why? Is it because I'm a bum? Is it because I'm a And I'm just like... Because we're just as broke as you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I just head down, walked in, and I don't want to be rude, and I want to give people, like, respect and, and you know, treat them like humans, but I, I don't have cash. What am I supposed to do? When they like, come at you in a certain way. Oh, is it because I'm a bum? No, it's because I don't have cash. I'm here to sell board games because I'm broke. Like, Right. <laughs> so, like, when people demand help, it's like... Mm, I think it's when people demand help. Yes. That's another thing I've noticed is I cannot be needed by people. It's hard. It's hard. Like, I can be friends with somebody as long as it's, like, mutual. We just talk, like, shoot the ass, you know. But, That's like, as soon as, as soon as they need me... I, I'm cool if they need me, though. I... I I have a hard time. You have to want to be needed, though. Because if someone needs me and I don't want to be needed by them, it's... Ugh. Yeah, like... It, and, like, I find myself, as soon as they're, like, messaging all the time, like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just don't oh have Oh, my God, that. you guys. I'm a loner. You guys are loners, too, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where we caught it from. But we're very selective in who we invite into our circle. Yeah. Hello, loner. Hello, loner. Hi. My, my third grade teacher must have been clairvoyant. <laughs> <laughs> but what is it who like we I don't know about you and you but I'm extremely selective about who I let in yeah are you um yes I I don't I don't actively seek although I I, I attempt but then I say no gosh no I couldn't do that mm-hmm. I kind of just like let it happen like I ran into this these people at a dollar tree like over a year ago one time met one time added each other on social media. We still talk almost daily. Like because they're awesome. We just haven't shared space. But, but it's at random. You just how have it to like let the universe bring people to you when you need them. You know. Right kind of people. Yeah. But not see we're saying everybody vibes on the same frequency. We all are the same. We all are one in, in, in each other, but we're also actively rejecting people. I think we have different frequencies that we jive on, but there's one frequency that we can all tie into. Uh-huh. And be a part of, yeah. I wonder if ghosts are the same way, if that's why we're getting such hostility from some of them because I think they're that's not that's what the ghosts are. I think they're just if 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 I, I don't <laughs> I don't want to use the analogy of boiling water, but... Go for it. When we change form from this solid form that we're in now into a... a what would, what do we break down to? We break down to a gas. I mean, mm-hmm. and if water has a memory and water understands and can remember certain properties... The water that we are is us, that is always us, that will always be us, and go from this state to another state to another state to another state. So in the same way, we don't vibe with everybody. The ghosts aren't always going to vibe with us. Correct. Because Wagoner, the Wagoner episode, he wouldn't stop talking. He was giving us solid info. But then then there were other ones that were like, who are you? Why are you, you talking doing? to me? Like, why, why are you knocking at my front door? It leave me alone. <laughs> like, leave our lunch table. You're not a part of our clique. Mm-hmm. And right. and I wonder if that just sort of carries on. I don't know. That's something to think about, I guess. This this has opened my my mind to wanting to explore this ghost box more than just and and, and I don't mean to say parlor trick because. Honestly, it kind of is. When we started this, well, when we started this, it was it was fascinating. But the more we dig into it, the more I realize that this is not a party trick. This is not mm-hmm. a spooky thing. This is a this is the life thing, and this is so cool that we could first of all speak to those that are deceased or receive mm-hmm. messages from them, but that we're still all part of that same system, <clears throat> that same network. How so can who are we, we not be? Who do you want to focus on next week? What do you think, because given this information and sort of this, this turning over a new rock and, and figuring out more about it, it's more than just random cold cases. Do you think we should start directing it to certain 
certain I'm avenues. thinking that I would love to do some trial and error and we can talk about things and we mm -hmm. can ask, see if we can try to literally pinpoint specific questions that would get answers. Okay. And if it matters, because part of me says to them because of their responses over these past 20 episodes that it doesn't matter. We right. keep that same message. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Why are you asking where my body is? It doesn't matter. And we care and we want to know because it matters in this form and in their form. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm still here regardless of what you think. The energy is the energy. Regardless of what happened to me, I am still here. I didn't go anywhere. How do you feel? Because I know we've touched on the reasons why we don't the reasons why we shouldn't but what do you think about just sort of another party line kind of like when you went into the cemetery and we're just asking questions do you want to just kind of fish and see what comes up or is that too dangerous um yeah i don't want to fish because mm -hmm. I, I do believe that anything's possible and, and i'd like to keep some possibilities at bay and so i, I would like to pinpoint questions though that Start start methodically thinking about the questions that we ask to get responses Better answers. that are right that are meaningful. So you want to start doing basically research. Yes. Okay. I want to start exploring this to whatever possibility. And is there a way that we can have direct communication like we're talking right now? Okay. I think so that we're could gonna, be one aspect. One aspect of what we do. Sort of shift it toward a research. Like a certain set of questions to gather certain answers to see what the responses are. Sort we, of like what we're doing, been doing, but more more pinpointed. Correct. We can still we can still look into the cases that you know the the murder that the, what brought us here initially, um, but I think we can look for more detailed answers that would actually literally help move these cases forward. Like where is your energy sort of thing? Tie into or tap into or conjure. I don't say conjure because that sounds spooky, but conjure that energy uh, in a way that look, we have there. Say that again? Mani she wants Manifest to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I'm down for that. I mean, we'll have to... We're almost at an hour, so we'll have to go off the air and pick a case next. But we'll pick up a starting point, wow. a launching point. That is, we've been talking that long. Oh, my goodness. We're at uh, 57 minutes here. I don't think I ever got to tell you what I was doing earlier this week. So What's that? Um, I, I Well, you know, I don't know if I should. I'm just thinking, you know. And, of course, it doesn't want to work. <laughs> <laughs> of course it just didn't want to That'd be really good bumper music I like it a lot See I'm like bumper music She's like bumper music I think we should <clears throat> That's a really good outro I like it Hello, I'm Johnny King of the Bumper Music. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been you've been using your energy to vibe through music lately. Um, I, I find that after doing what I have to do all day long to come home and grab my guitar and just plug it in, and, and, and this is actually the first two weeks that I've been able to do that mm -hmm. um, particular thing. I've been playing guitar since I was sort of around. I think I got my first guitar at eight or nine. Um, my first electric when I was 12. Um, so I've been playing for a long time, on and off, on and off, until I was in my uh, uh, late 80s. Mm -hmm. And then a test when I really picked it up again. And then, But I just teach myself. I don't understand the theory of it. I don't understand the whole thing. I just pick it up and start playing by ear. Mm -hmm. And so, But that was the first time that I could actually play to a blues backing track and that's so, so exciting. Half, halfway like I know what I was doing. <laughs> no, that's so exciting. Drop the imposter syndrome. I'm glad you were able to vibe through yeah, music. Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds really, really good. Oh, gosh, thanks. <laughs> do I throw ugly paint on a page? What do you do, Gabby? <laughs> um, I, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. I knit, I paint, I draw. Just some kind of creative it's Random, outlet. yeah. Yeah, whatever resonates. Great. <clears throat> so next week's episode... We'll talk about later, and you guys will just have to come back and find out. 
Because we have to decide. It's a mystery. (laughs) This has been another exciting episode of... Murder. And ghosts. Let's roll some And tinfoil hats. (laughs) Bye. You can find past and upcoming episode information at murderandghosts.com. It's quick and by golly. We really would appreciate your support. You can also find Murder and Ghosts at YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Don't be shy. Log on today. We would love to hear from you.